This is Short-Term Rental Management, the show that is all about short-term rental property management with your host, yours truly, Luke Carl. Did you know that we're officially back in a buyer's market? That's right. Even though interest rates continue to rise, they are causing prices to fall. So there's finally room for you to do regular real estate investor things that we couldn't do for so long, like gas, negotiate, make lower offers, ask for sellers to cover some of your closing costs. So it's a really great time to buy in terms of being able to get a lower purchase price and being able to negotiate. So if you're looking for your first or next short-term rental, it's a perfect time to reach out to us at the short-term shop. Let our team of agents in any of our true vacation market destinations help you find the perfect investment. Jump on over to the shorttermshop.com and click get connected to get started. We are brokered by EXP Realty. See y'all over there. Here we are. We did it. We made it uh, to uh, to another episode of Short-Term Rental Management. And we are uh, happy that you are here. I'm very happy that you're here, Cashflow Carl. Uh, and uh, it is, uh, it's an honor to have my buddy Aaron, a gentleman that's become a, a good friend of mine uh, through the world of endurance athletics. We are both uh, big runners, uh, and you did uh, buy, uh, you purchased a couple of houses with the shop. But uh, Aaron, uh, I'll uh, turn it over to you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little, about, uh, a little bit about you. Where do you live? What's your day job? You know, you have a job situation. Where are your properties, et cetera? Yeah, sure, Luke, and and thanks for having having me on. Uh, no doubt. Um, so a little bit about me. I, I work in in the corporate space. Uh, I I manage our ERPs globally for for Ecolab all across the world. So I travel all over the place. Uh, we've got uh, seven seven properties. Uh, I started investing obviously in the stock market and then pivoted over to uh, the the world of real estate and uh, picked up a, a few long term. Uh, rental properties that was going really well, and then got exposed to the short-term shop and decided, boy, uh, Tennessee and the Smoky Mountains was a place to uh, to make some money. And and uh, we acquired a home in April of last year, uh, a, a nice cabin in in Sevierville, and then uh, really enjoyed that. That was that was successful, and then pivoted quickly to the beach. I'm a beach guy, um, so we we acquired a, a home in Santa Rosa. And um, have been really enjoying the process uh, throughout. Uh, the, obviously, the the real estate investing, but the short term has been a lot of fun for my my wife and I. Um, she she really manages it uh, while I work full time. Um, it gives her definitely something to uh, to to focus on, and and she loves the the guest experience. So, um, I, outside of uh, real estate investing and, and corporate world, as Luke said, I I, I love running. I'm, I do endurance sports and. And I've got a couple of kids, uh, 23 and 21, two daughters, and a wife of 23 years that uh, keeps me plenty busy, that's for sure. Uh, where do you live? I live in St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, sunny St. Paul. Where are you from originally? Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, Illinois. Okay. Where are your long-term rentals? My long-term rentals are, we have, we have two in St. Paul, Minnesota. And we have uh, one in um, Bozeman, Montana, and then one in Tampa, Florida. So all single family homes uh, that we rent either six to one year terms. Okay, one in Bozeman, one in Tampa. Today we are mostly going to discuss uh, how to set up your short-term rental 
uh, as a new purchase, basically. And also, of course, from a distance. I almost kind of hesitate to even mention the from a distance part because that's what short term is, right? I mean, it's always at a distance. These towns were where at least in my opinion, the way the short-term shop operates is 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 uh, that these towns are very small, like very few people living in these towns and almost all out-of-state owners, if you will. So uh, yeah, yes, we are going to talk about doing it at a distance, but really, in, in my opinion, we're, bo- we're basically just going to cover, uh, you know, how to set up a new property uh, that you uh, purchase uh, to, to put on Airbnb, uh, and or Verbo. But before we get into that, I do want to cover um, the let's go, let's let's talk about the long terms just a little bit. Wait a minute. Hold on. You glossed over the endurance thing. How many try how many uh, Ironman have you done? Twelve. Twelve Ironman. This guy's no joke. Absolutely no joke. And uh, Aaron and I have done many uh, uh, long, long runs together down here on the beach. Uh, he's got a home not far from where I live. And uh, it's, it's, it's always great to to meet another another runner. So anyway, um, yeah, the long terms. How did we get into these? Uh, which one came first, Tampa, St. Paul? I know Bozeman was not first. No, Bozeman was not first. We we bought a home in 2020 uh, here in in St. Paul and decided to rent it. We we had a large uh, five bedroom home, um, and then the kids left, and then you know we realized that boy, we're only utilizing a couple of rooms here, so we sold our large home and downsized my wife and I, and then uh, bought a, a long-term rental. Uh, and boy, the, the tax implications on the long-term rental was extremely nice for us. So then we acquired another one. So our first two were really in, in the St. Paul area. Okay. So uh, are they near each other? Yeah, they're really close, uh, less than a mile apart. Okay. Similar style assets, uh, like a 3-2 kind of thing? or That's exactly right. Yeah. One's a 3-2 and one is a 2-3 a actually. With a large unfinished basement, which we'll look to to finish when the current tenants are out. And they're nice little operators, one uh, percenters. No, you're happy with them? Yeah, really happy with them. Okay. They're consistent. Uh, we've had good tenants and they just plug along, man. How'd you end up in that Tampa thing? Uh, that is a, something to do with uh, you knew somebody who owned it, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So a long-term colleague of mine retired. And I knew he was in the real estate space. And as I was getting into it, I, I reached out to him. Uh, he was a, you know, the head of our corporate accounts for, for North America and then ultimately globally. So I had a great relationship with him. And I reached out to him and I said, hey, what's going on? And you know, started talking to him about um, in- investing in Florida because obviously during COVID, the boom was going um, in, in the Florida market space. And I was looking to expand the portfolio. He said, hey, I've got two properties here uh, that I want a 1031 out of. So my wife and I, Stacy, flew down there and and walked both properties and just decided on buying one. So we acquired that. It had a tenant in. It was well under uh, what it should be from a rent perspective. So we acquired them, extended and uh, re-signed a lease. And uh, the tenants have been in there and it's it's rolling quite well. Wonderful. Uh, and then uh, the Bozeman house, that was more of a personal purchase, but uh, you're renting it when you're not using it. Is that what's going on there? Yeah. So my wife has a, has a desire to live in the mountains and um, really feels great being in the mountains. So we wanted to acquire another property in, uh, in the mountains. We looked in Colorado, we looked in Utah, and ultimately landed on Bozeman for many, many reasons. Um, so we acquired that property really as a as a place where she can go while I'm traveling or, or um, just to get away for a while. 
And uh, we were utilizing it somewhat and then decided, boy, you know, um, the market exploded there and there were there was a rental shortage. So we, we turned it into really a midterm rental, uh, six month furnished, uh, and it's it's doing really well uh, for us um, right now. We just had them move in uh, in January. So we're and renting it out for six months and then she'll use it after that. Property manager on that one, yes or no? Yes, we got a, a local property manager just to keep an eye on things, um, but he gave us a solid rate. It's, it's a new property, so it's not it's not anything mm -hmm. um, complex to, yeah. to manage. So easy to handle. Okay. Yeah. And then you somehow stumbled on the short term shop. Tell me about that. Uh, you know, uh, keep in mind that I am here listening, so be nice. Yeah. Uh, and tell us about your experience with the shop and uh, how you picked your markets. Yeah. So the guy that we bought the property uh, uh, in Tampa. He said, Aaron, he says, the best investment I ever made, I bought two cabins in, in the Smokies. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I've driven through the Smokies, but I didn't know too much about it. So I started doing some research and and uh, this is after the Tampa property was acquired, started doing some research and I stumbled into Avery's book, actually. Uh, read Avery's book, my wife read Avery's book. I started listening to you, Luke, on uh, on all your YouTube channels and really started seeing the potential there. And this, of course... While the the interest rates were were extremely low, prices were high, and we started running the numbers. And I got in contact with uh, with you uh, via the, the the website, and they turned us on. You guys did to to a realtor in Sevierville, and I sent my wife down, and she looked at a bunch of homes and landed on a cabin, and we went all in. Uh, and the cabin was built in two thousand and eight. It's a three two. And it was being um, managed by a property manager, and and uh, let's say not all that great. So uh, we uh, we just saw an opportunity really to um, to take it to the next level. Yeah, we see that all the time. Um, and again, still to this day, I think in general, without you know putting a specific number on it, I think any given vacation market, you're probably going to see somewhere around eighty five, maybe eighty to ninety percent third party property managed properties. So. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's more common than not to see that where, you know, and that's where Avery preaches all the time. Rental history is a joke and this and that. And, you know, you're going to do different numbers than what it's done traditional in the historically, et cetera. Um, so it's nice to hear that uh, you found that was uh, was the case for you. Who was your agent, by the way? Shout out. It was Gina. Oh, Gina. Gina. She did a great job for us. Yeah. And and I know Stacy ran a ragged while she was yeah. down there and looked at I don't know how many properties over the course of a week. And she said, Aaron, this is the one. Let's do it. So we went after it. Oh, great. Great. Yeah. Gina's old school short-term shop. She's been part of the family for quite some time. We love her. But uh, yeah. uh, And then you ended up in the beach. I mean, it seems to me like a uh, no-brainer there. Uh, who doesn't like the beach? So tell us a little bit about that one. Yeah, I'm a beach person. You know, I, I spent a lot of time in my childhood after Chicago and Naples. And I've always, I always loved um, the Florida market to at least vacation. And, you know, we, we looked at Naples, we started thinking through it and, and boy, you know, these vacation markets like, like Destin and, and like Sevierville obviously have a lot of foot traffic. And, uh, we went back with a short-term shop and, 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 uh, Luke, I sent you an email. I said, Hey, send me an aggressive, uh, real estate agent. And you sent me nap and, and, uh, again, same, same process, sent my wife down there. She spent a week with nap looking at a bunch of homes and, and got a really good feel for the market. So from the, the Cape all the way to Destin, uh -huh. she looked at a bunch and, and, uh, really didn't land on anything. And then, uh, we kept scouring the daily feeds from, from nap and boom, the home showed up and, 
and we put an offer in on it and it was accepted. How do you get to that point where, you know, you know, I mean, it was just in your gut. That's kind of how it is for me. Like it's, it's dude, I, there's nothing going to stop me from buying this thing. That's you know? it. Like, is that That's how it was exactly for you? Right. That's exactly right. We yeah. saw the home. In fact, we were, we were in Naples, uh, my wife and I, and I saw it early. I was going out for a run and I got, I got Naps feed and I saw this home and I'm like, this is it. This is absolutely it. And uh, I woke her up, showed it to her. And she's like, boy, I really like that. And then within, you know, a few hours, we had put an offer on the property. So day, day it hit. Okay, great. And so she's doing most of the management. She is. So we together set it up. Um, you know, we got a PM. We just followed the, the the process that you've laid out on Management Mondays, as well as uh, in the book. And we we set it all up. We picked a PM. and, uh, and PM, we, By PM, you mean uh, software? Yeah. Yep. The PM software. We went with Guesty. Um, we, you know, we looked at all the options, but, but landed on Guesty. And then uh, I worked with her, set it all up, but she does the management. She loves communicating with the guests and, and all that. And, and um, yeah, we just followed the book, man. It's yeah. pretty straightforward, you know? Okay, great. Well, listen to that. I mean, I, I wasn't look, looking for a plug, but it turned out uh, pretty cool that you had a good experience with us and that that's wonderful. We do work hard around here. So it's great to yeah. hear that. Okay, so you're living in uh, most of the time in in um, Minnesota, yeah, uh, with a lot of traveling and uh, and and uh, second home in in Montana, et cetera. Uh, so uh, you bought this. So let's, I guess, we'll focus for now on the first one, uh, the one in the Smokies. It's about a, been about a year now. Uh, can you paint a picture of this home? Uh, we, I believe, you said it was a three-two. It's a three-two. It's a big three-two. It's about twenty-two hundred square foot. Uh, large three, two, two decks, great views in a, um, in really a resort type community with a pool and trails and the, the, the community offers all kinds of, uh, all kinds of stuff. And it's in a gated area. So we're up on the, towards the top of the hill in a gated area. Is there a fee, you know, HOA fee for this? Yeah, there's an HOA fee. It's roughly $300 a quarter. So it's not crazy oh, expensive yeah. at all. Uh, and the HOA I've been really impressed with actually. Mm -hmm. Um, so what I liked about it, it's not on a well, it's on city water. It does have a septic though. And it had all kinds of potential. It had been neglected for quite some time. Okay. Uh, and neglected, uh, paint me a picture of the interior exterior, as far as furniture, et cetera. What, what, what did, uh, I guess, what did you think it needed up front versus what you actually ended up doing? Yeah. When Stacy walked the property, you know, she was pretty excited about it. And then uh, I remember after we closed, we walked in and it was like, oh my gosh, we started finding all kinds of things like the whole kitchen. I mean, for example, there were two crock pots without lids and, you know, just stacks and stacks and stacks of junk in the kitchen. Yeah. And, you know, the furniture needed to be replaced and we did that and we did mattresses and we dove deep and, and uh, spent the time setting it up right. Uh, the good news is, is we had we had signed that we had two months worth of the the PM. So the property manager, we we committed to to stay with them for two months, which gave us a window of time to really set it up well before going live on our own. And did Meaning you have we, no choice to do that? It was part of the had, contract. Yeah, it was part of the contract. But so you, we had no. You kind of wanted to anyway. It sounds like that. That's exactly right. They had some bookings, and it gave us some time to to change the furniture, get, get photos, et cetera, while still revenue was coming in, uh, after, after buying the property. And then we went live, um, in, it would have been June, June. Gave you time 8th. because there were, there was some gaps in between guests, I'm guessing. 
That's exactly right. There were some yeah. gaps in between guests, guests that gave us time to to do things like the encode and the, the ring camera, you know, et cetera. Yeah, it, it's a, an interesting perspective. Uh, but the the fact of the matter is, is if you had taken over and, and you said it was April uh, yeah. and, and done this thing yourself right out of the gate, there would have been no gaps at all. Right. You know, because April's heavy. Um, and, uh, and, and I really do, you know, uh, you know, we do encourage people to get out of the PM as, as, as quick as possible. Of course, this is the management show. I mean, we're teaching yeah. people how to manage here. That's the whole deal. Um, and, and some people may not want to do that, but that's what we do here. Uh, but in your case, it worked out wonderfully and the timing was perfect. So, uh, that, that's great. You know, in certain circumstances, the, the, the contract with the management company, uh, may come in handy. And in your case, it worked out uh, wonderfully, it sounds like. So talk to me about the bathrooms. Uh, what, what about, you know, rehab, rehab? Did it need flooring, uh, you know, countertops, any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, it still needs countertops. Okay. Uh, it had carpet, Luke. And, you know, I took a vacation actually a week and a half ago, and we redid the all the carpet with, um, you know, vinyl flooring. We did that together. That took some Meaning time. You to took a to... vacation to your own home and worked yeah. while you were there. Yeah, that's right. This is almost yeah. a year after you purchased it. Yeah, that's right. We, okay. we knew we were going to get rid of the carpet. Uh, the exterior needed to be stained. It hadn't been stained in a while. The wood was starting to, to flake a bit. And I had a couple of posts on the deck that, you know, the, the woodpeckers had had uh, let's say molested quite a bit so oh. there were a few posts that needed to be done and staining on the outside and then the inside we knew we were going to get rid of the carpet we still have some work to do on one of the bathrooms as well as uh change of countertops but we're, we're pretty close okay so we walk in we know it needs floors but we're not too worried about doing that just yet it does need yeah. countertops not too worried about doing that just yet um what about bathrooms how do they look Bathrooms are pretty good. Um, they need to be updated. I mean, there's a big, the big jetted tub in the, in the master bath, which we're going to change. It's still there. It's and what still about there. tile? Is the tile decent or is it beige and the grout's falling out or, or what? Yeah, it look like? beige. It needs to be ripped out. That's, okay. that's to, to happen yet. Okay. Got it. We haven't got into any of that stuff yet, but, but it sounds like you did kind of dive right in to swapping some furniture. So when you went in, um was your initial impression okay this has to go this has, in other words did it change you know like you went in there and we got to get all new this room this room and and how did that furniture go yeah well we had ordered knowing that the the a number of the couches were going to be replaced so we had pr prior we had ordered those so because of the turnaround time during the pandemic with with furniture was insane so my wife had ordered those prior to close so when we went down to close on the property we actually changed some of the furniture out during that visit. So we knew that was going to happen, but we dove into the kitchen. We found, man, there were a lot of gaps that we had to deal with. We knew we were going to change the light fixtures. We knew we were going to change a lot of that stuff. So the, the first trip post-close was like 10 days worth of labor, uh, just really getting the inside set up nicely, pool table, you know, and, and all the other items. Uh, we found the the hot tub was in disrepair, couldn't be repaired. So we got a new hot tub. I mean, the, the, there's a list of things that we we invested in the property, knowing that, you know, our ambition was to be obviously successful. And we knew um, that the guests were going to care about those amenities. So we got after those pretty quickly. The furniture, you said she ordered it. Uh, did she? How did you do that locally or from a store, uh, Internet or how did you do it? Yeah, it was a local furniture store that she ordered um, a, a few couches from. Okay. And we 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 had them delivered after we had closed. So we were right. we were gambling a bit, but we knew we needed to do that. Got it. Okay. Now I do want to point out 
for the listener. Uh, what, what Aaron's talking about here, I don't want to give the impression that I'm interviewing Aaron here. This is more like he's a co-host. We, we've, we're, we're speaking the same language. What he's, everything he's talking about is exactly what you're going to have to go through if you want to get into short-term rental real estate. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, I think it's, it's absolutely right. You're going to acquire a home that is going to need some things. And you got to plan it out, whether you do it all at once or you stretch it out a bit and get after the priorities, you know, uh, up front, what really makes the most sense and, and and do it, knowing that you've got to invest in the property for it to be profitable, unless it's turnkey brand new, which is fairly rare. And even then, there's going to be some things that you're like, oh, that doesn't look good. You know, let's change this out. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh not just, I didn't mean to give the impression that you're not special because you are, uh, but, uh, but what you've gone through here, it's just, it's very refreshing to hear somebody, you know, who's gone through it as, as, as I have and the trips to the Home Depot over and over and over and over again. And, oh my gosh. Um, okay. So we've got new furniture. Did you do basically the entire home and furniture or how did you decide what to do and what not to do? Yeah, we, we just went through and said, okay, that's good. That's not and and replaced, you know, nightstands and things like that and, and couches, etc. And lamps, you know, really modernized it got rid of a bunch of the Alaskan photographs that they had in there a lot of brown bear stuff, which really doesn't resonate well in the Smokies. Yeah. So, so we replaced all the moose and, and, and those things with yeah. uh, more more location specific Indigenous items. animals. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Not the brown bears, the black bears. That's right. So we, we freshened it all up, got some smoky stuff on the wall and, and uh, you know, cleaned it up. It, it, it needed some love initially and then got it listed uh, in June. See, the, one of the things that happens to me is when I go in on a new one and I'm like, okay, this needs to be swapped. This needs to be swapped. This can stay. This can stay. I almost kind of do the same thing on long terms occasionally. Yeah. And then what happens is, is I get the new stuff in there and the stuff that I didn't switch starts to look even nastier because the new stuff makes it look nastier. So then I kick myself and I say, man, I don't know why I didn't just start from scratch and do the whole thing. But of course, there's the budget. It, 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 let's talk about that. Where, What was the budget, budget on this thing? Did you have a budget or was it more like whatever it takes to get this thing going or, or, or how did that go? Yeah, it's more of the latter. I mean, it was, hey, we want to be successful here. We had a goal right up front, what we wanted to do from a gross uh, standpoint in, in a rolling 12. So we had a target. We knew we weren't going to go crazy with it. Um, but but we we really didn't know what we didn't know. And we had some reserves saved up, obviously, from the long-term rentals and, and, and my stock situation. So we went in and said, hey, we're going to make this thing successful. We're not going to do it all at once. We're going to string it out a bit. We're going to do as much as we can because, A, finding folks is somewhat of a challenge. We didn't know the market extremely well. So we wanted to do as much as we could um, on, on our own and get after the important things that are going to add value to the guest. So that's what we did. Okay. And let's talk about, uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, kitchen appliances. It's not, well, appliances, not apparatus, I should say with the, like the crock pots. Uh, did you go in and wipe the entire kitchen clean and start new with, with the uh, pots and pans and dishware or where did you do that? Yeah, absolutely. We wiped the kitchen completely clean and, and, and started over. So, um, we've got, you know, from, from cutlery through to blenders and coffee makers and all that stuff. It was just in disarray. I mean, what they was your did process? Not... Did you, uh, on both getting rid of the old stuff and bringing it in, did you hire somebody to come get it? Did you have a pickup truck that you went to the dump? <laughs> How did you do question. it? We took like 
15 trips to the yeah. dump that week, right? And, and my wife and I did it. And yeah. then right over to Target, right over to Walmart, you know, and 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 then brought it all in. So that was the process. That's the, that's the deal. You know, you're running around going to get the new stuff so often that you have to make sure the back of your truck is filled <laughs> right. on the way to get the new stuff so you can dump the old stuff and then and then the process continues. Hopefully we can get some of this stuff to maybe a Goodwill or something, but yeah, uh, we 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 donated some and like the TVs. I mean, they had VHS players, blue Blu-ray players in there. You name it. I mean, it was just old and outdated. We replaced the five TVs with you know smart TVs, like like you suggest. So, um, yeah, that was all part of it. Yeah. Okay. Great. And then, um, as far as bringing the new stuff in, uh, how did that work? You did the best you could with the Target trips, uh, and then. And then what, maybe checklist. And then did you ship, did you end up shipping stuff once you got home or how did that go? Yeah. So we did all the targets, uh, you know, the target trips, the Walmart trips for the TVs, et cetera, and got all that squared away. And then uh, we interviewed, my wife did actually interviewed a few uh, housekeepers while we were down there. Right. So we knew that we had to find somebody we could trust. We really, really uh, were fortunate and found a great housekeeper that uh, we did ship via Amazon to her place. And she she um, took care of, you know, some of the gaps that we had left behind and the linen and all that. You know, we we shipped into her because we knew we were going to change all of that. So, yeah, we had we had uh, her and then we found a, a good a good handyman. He changed a toilet and a few other things that we didn't get to uh, during that initial setup phase. Did you know there's actually a company that will help you find and purchase your first or next short-term rental? The Short-Term Shop is the premier short-term rental acquisition company. They have a team of realtors with tons of experience, and most of them actually own their own properties as well. They are the best in the business and would be happy to help you with your next purchase. You can find them at theshorttermshop.com, brokered by eXp. The shorttermshop.com. Yeah, so let's slide into that. Uh, finding people um, uh, was one of my questions. Ha did you find it? Uh, sounds like the the housekeeper went very well, and you're having it. You still have her, same one. We still have her, Luke. And I know we, you know, the 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 rule is that you you know you're going to get rid of your first housekeeper, but this one's solid as a rock. That's man. great. We're really fortunate. So look at that. Uh, yeah. So far, you're doing everything right. Okay. Um, and then, uh, have you needed really anybody other than a handy person, uh, or, you know, like a prompt, a plumber, anybody like that, or, you know, we had a plumber because we, you know, the, the hot water heater was dated. Right. And, uh, we had oh, that. Oh, I out. remember this story. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know on the Facebook group, I, I remember Luke saying, Hey, you know, if your water heaters dated, get rid of the dang thing because it will inevitably go out, which is very true. So we did. Um, and I was in Australia actually for business with the time change, my phone's ringing off the hook in the middle of the night. And, uh, it turns out our, our, uh, luckily our housekeeper was at the property when the in or the outgoing water line on the uh, hot water heater exploded, but she was in there cleaning and, and heard the water coming out from underneath the door. And her husband actually went in and shut off the, uh, um, off the, the hot water valve. So we had, uh, we had a bit of, of flooding because the, the plumber didn't put it in properly, let's say. 
so anyway, all that's fixed and we got rid of all that carpet anyway. So in the long run, no problem. Yeah. And this was before we like, you know, technically met and became running buddies. Uh, yeah. And so uh, this, this gentleman changed his uh, water heater with my advice, uh, which honestly it is the right thing to do, it is. but it totally it is. backfired. <laughs> Had you not done that, it probably wouldn't have ha exploded and made a big mess in the middle of the night. So that was uh, that's a freak accident. And I'd still do feel somewhat responsible for that. <laughs> uh, so for that, I am sorry. Hopefully it wasn't too terrible. To what, what was the flooring you were dealing with? When the yeah, the, the flooring then was carpet. So we knew we were going to change it out anyway. So it's gone. I mean, all oh. the carpet's gone and uh we we had a gap in between guests, so it all worked out. It was okay in so, the long run. Okay, so the this happened recently then, the water heater. Oh, it's quite recent, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe we did already know each other. Um, uh, yeah, so the water heater did technically kind of do you a favor, but it, it, I'm sure it was very stressful and, and uh, agonizing to go through that uh, and, and, and to be in Australia while it's going on. Um, oh, man. I'm sorry. Uh, but again, I still will stand, stand by, I'm sure you'll stand by that too. If you've got a water heater that's over, you know, 10 years old, it's best to just go ahead and get it swapped on a, on a short term. Um, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, so, uh, then we move into the beach. So, uh, now you've gone through this process. Seems mm -hmm. like it was fairly, you know, successful, uh, a lot of work, I would imagine, um, and now we're going to do it at a second house in a completely different market. Uh, how much different was the process uh, and was it any easier? Yeah, great question. I, I, how different was it? It was the same. I mean, we walked into a property that was managed by, uh, you know, a, a, a PM organization. It needed a lot of cleanup, right? So we did all that. It, where, where it was a bit different, I would say, is that we had done it before. Uh, so we knew, hey, we need a ring. We need a T9 thermostat. We, you know, we just add it to Guesty. So it's really easy. We know Price Lab. So I would say rinse and repeat was much easier on the second time. The first, the first one always creates a lot of learning, you know, and you helped me with the pricing standpoint. So I was going off of the base price that um, Price Lab suggested when we went live. We got five bookings like that day when we first went live with our cabin. And then nothing. And I remember I, I pinged you on, on the Facebook group and I said, man, it's just dry. You know, it's the summer. It should be rock. And you're like, hey, your prices are way too high. You know, so I jacked the prices down and off she went and we got a bunch of good reviews. And I've been, you know, nudging the pricing since then. And I learned the same thing. Right. So so when we went down to Florida, my wife and I set it all up and then you know, we started off with the, with the pricing to, to gain some traction and to get some reviews. That was the ambition. Mm -hmm. You know, it really is uh, almost I, it, in a lot of ways, it's almost the exact same as long term rental. You know, if you let's say go buy a single family, three to 150 grand, um, you could very easily get eleven hundred bucks for that thing. Uh, but if you do some tweaking and some uh, moving things around and, and furniture, well, it's not going to have furniture if it's a long term, but you know, countertops, et cetera, then you could be up into the 14, 15s. Uh, but, you know, also depends on time of year. If you're trying to rent a long-term rental in December, you're not going to get as much as if you were trying to rent it in, in April. It's, it's just the way it is. And then, and then you're in a vicious circle with these long-terms because guess what happens 
what 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 time do they move out? They move out in December, That's right? Uh, and then you're stuck with another December or maybe January because you're gonna have to turn it. And uh, it's it's really a, in a lot of ways it's it is fairly similar. Do you agree with the, the you you have long terms? I absolutely agree. I, I you know in our long terms, at least the ones here and uh, in Tampa actually turn in the summer, which is we're very fortunate. But the beach home we closed in October which is coming out of the season. Right. And we went live in November and you were really helpful. You're like, Hey, Aaron, man, you're going to, you, you know, it's going to be slow. Take this time to set the thing up. Right. And then off to the races. And, and we noticed that once we turned the year, the booking started really flying in and uh, we're, we're, we're sitting pretty at least um, through July and in, in the beach market. But yeah, okay. we, we wanted to gain some traction, get some reviews and, and get the ball rolling. Yeah, and as we are now sitting in uh, almost first of March here, really, uh, I don't know when this is going to come out, but we're co- recording first of March, give or take, and um, and uh, you know, think back to you in October when you closed on this thing. I would imagine you were probably like, "Oh man, it's going to be how long until I get a booking? This is so stressful. I got a mortgage to cover here." Um, but were you able to, you know, did it fly by? Uh, with- it it absolutely flew by, and the, the cool thing with it all is, is that the cabin had great months in November and December, so we we had solid revenue coming in there. So that the cabin actually carried the beach house um, through the rest of 2022 and into January. So we had that revenue that offset the lack of bookings on the beach. And we had some onesie twosie stuff. We got some good reviews uh, on the beach, and then boom, the momentum. Um, really started with bookings, like I said, in January. And and um, it's pretty solid uh, March, April, May, June uh, on the beach. Let's back up just a little bit to the beach property. We closed it in October. Walk me into that one uh, as far as like age of property. I've been there, so it's a little uh, misleading here. I've been there a couple of times. Yeah, I know exactly what it looks like, but you know, paint the picture to the listener. Yep. So Santa Rosa, we love the, that area. We wanted to get fairly close to the beach. Um, for, for us, that's one of the best beaches we've ever seen um, in the world. I mean, you know, and, and uh, my family, we've we've lived all over the world um, with with the, my company. So we really fell in love with the Santa Rosa Beach area, the sand. Um, you know, we wanted to walk, be able to walk to the beach. So we found a property about 0.4 miles away from the beach, um, right by uh, the, by some really nice restaurants, and that was really the ambition. So um, it's a it's a three two. It's got a nice upstairs bedroom that uh, for kids, and then it's it's an old style um, Florida looking home with a very very large um, screened in porch out front, and uh, two master suites essentially uh, with a very open uh, concept. So uh, and my wife tricked it out, man. And she, she spent a lot of time, you know, really making it look sweet. So she furnished the the porch with uh, all the amenities um, and, and really tweaked the inside to make it, you know, really that old Florida beach feel is essentially uh, what it looks like. We got an age of the property. Yeah. 2012. Okay. Not old at all. 600 square feet, 2012, not too old uh, in a, in a nice community with a pool. Community pool. Yep. All right. HOA there. HOA there is a hundred, a hundred and a quarter a, a month. Okay. Wonderful. And when you walked into this one, paint me a picture as far as the kitchen, the furnishings, the appliances, the flooring, etc. 
Yeah, same MO with the kitchen. I mean, you know, Stacy really, she knows how to do the kitchen upright. She's a coffee connoisseur, so coffee's important. So she sets up the coffee stuff. The kitchen needed a lot of love. The furniture needed a lot of love. So we replaced some of the furnishings, replaced some, some um, uh, one bed. It, it was two queen suites. So we put in a king and uh, took care of that, put in furniture on the, the front porch. Um, and got that squared away, obviously did the ring and the T9, et cetera. So yeah, quite a bit of furnishings, TVs, um, wall art, uh, you know, she's tweaking all kinds of stuff, uh, in, in the room lamps, uh, or in the home lamps, et cetera. Um, and, uh, the, the, the kitchen, uh, you know, dishware, cookware, all that stuff. You wiped it, again, wiped it clean again, wiped same thing. Yeah, I wiped it out, went and took it all the old stuff to Goodwill right up the road. I mean, it's not yeah. not very far at all. So. No, yeah, no. And here's the lesson to, to be learned if you're new. Uh, you're going to do that every time. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, uh, you, you might do, you know, if, like when I first started, I didn't have any dough, right? So I did my best to kind of cheat my way into getting in as cheap as possible. Uh, but, uh, and that can be done. That can absolutely be done. And then, you know, you just, you really can't charge as much per night back to that October, you know, uh, December long-term rental thing. Um, so if you're going to try and get skate by on what's in the home, when you purchase it, you're not going to be able to charge as much, but that's okay because, you know, it's all about return on your time and your money. And after some time goes by, you can go ahead and start upgrading that dishware and the cookware and, and get the all clad instead of the 15 year old uh, scratched up, uh, you know, uh, nonstick or whatever it is. Um, and uh, now, of course, this is a million dollar property we're talking about here. You know what I mean? So that that's going to be a little different than if you're talking about a hundred and fifty thousand dollar house with some scratched up uh, pots and pans. I think when people rent a million dollar house, not that they're going to even know that's how much it costs, but there is an impression here that this is probably a little bit of a nicer area, nicer home. Um, and does that come into play? We can't really have scratched junk in the kitchen cabinets, right? With a home of this, uh, this nature. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, we, we can't have a blender that doesn't work well or doesn't have a lid and, and missing flatware and knives that are all dull and all that stuff. So we made an investment and made sure the kitchen was right. And we know that families are going to come and stay there and want to cook, right? They're going to want to go to the restaurants, but they're also going to want to cook and entertain. And that's really what the the home is set up for is that that kitchen area is wide open uh, into the front porch and you can open up all the doors and let the air flow through. It's all screened in. And, and the, the whole, the whole real feel of the home, you know, is, is centered around that porch into the kitchen. So having having a well-appointed kitchen is critical we've had we've had a chef actually stay there and and give us some feedback on what we were missing uh and and we made some tweaks as well so I, you know that to, to me that was a priority give the guests what what they need uh in the kitchen and have it all all set up well and my wife's all over that yeah early in my career it was different for me um i i was they were smaller, smaller, kind of, you know, a little bit lesser expensive properties at that time. Uh, and as I've uh, grown uh, and, uh, and the portfolio gets a little classier, I suppose, um, all that's out the window. I, there's no way I'm going to leave a, a, a couch that's got some stains on it and things like that. Uh, um, I, 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 I've, I'm a big believer in if they can touch it, it's got to be nice. 
washer and dryer needs to be nice. You went through that. Didn't we talk about the washer and dryer in this one? What did you end up doing there? Yeah, it had some beat up old white, you know, top loaders in there. And and the the refrigerator actually, you know, during Christmas, we we utilized the property. The refrigerator started leaking out of the ice machine. And I, I, we know that ice machines are a big no-no, that they're they're a challenge, whether it's the water line or whatever. So we replaced the the refrigerator. And then my wife's like, boy, we got a nice refrigerator here and we still have the old washer and dryer and where the oven doesn't match. And next yeah. thing you know, we're, we're at Lowe's buying all new appliances. And, and you know, I, I got to tell you, look, it was the right decision because, you know, we're going into season. I want, I want equipment in there that's going to really perform and give the guests what they're paying for. Cause they're spending, you know, they're spending top dollar for a week. Right. And, and you know what, let's give them what they're paying for. And, and it goes a long way. 100% agree. 100%. Uh, and you're going to, your life will be easier. Uh, yes, it hurts, man. It, go, it hurts to go out and buy a new set of appliances. Uh, but man, you know, if this is the business that you've chosen and, and you want to do it right, it, it's, there's just no other way to do it. As much as I used to fight it back when I had no money and I, I, I can do this and I can do that and I can get away with the scratch and dent. And, and yeah, there's nothing wrong with the scratch and dent. But, um, you know, now, exact same story you just told i'm remodeling a house that's literally across the street from the house you're talking about yep. and i i uh i got rid of the washer and dryer and i ordered uh it was a whole rehab with the floors and everything it was going on for two or three weeks and i ordered to have the washer and dryer delivered one day and i i went down there and i showed up for the delivery and i paid to have the old washer and dryer removed uh they were already gone so i had a junk guy come in the, in the meantime and and uh for i guess Maybe I told him, I said, please get, take the washer. Or maybe my contractor took it for his house or something. You know how that kind of goes sometimes. Yeah. Uh, either way, everybody knew I was getting rid of it. So somebody grabbed it and I'd already paid for Lowe's to haul off the, the old washer and dryer. And he goes, well, you already paid for it. I could take the, the refrigerator and I could take the stove. Cause that's two appliances. You paid for two, a washer and dryer. That's two appliances. And I had every intention to keep the fridge and the old stove. And then he said, I can take them right now. Um, and so I opened the fridge and I was like, it's gone. Just, just, I don't even want to have to think about it. Right. It was there when I bought the property. So Lord knows, you know, it's probably got 20 years worth of short-term rental. And, uh, and I did see a little bit of rust in there, you know? So um, it was, it was, a, it, it's, it felt like a difficult decision to go out and spend the more money on the, the, uh, the, the refrigerator and the new range. But now looking back on it, I'm like, I'm kicking that guy. Like, dude, why did you even think twice? You know, you should have had it planned to get rid of that from the get go and just move on, you know? Totally. Yeah. Totally. And one recommendation is I would be there for the uh, appliance change out. So I flew down there um, just to make sure it was done right. And come to find out they were tripping the breaker. They had miswired the the dryer. Right. Mm. So had I not been there, maybe they wouldn't have found that and left. And then we had a guest check in. So just be there and make sure that it's done right. You can't trust, um, you know, whether the delivery service or the installers are doing it right on something that of that magnitude, be there. hundred percent. If you can be there, be there. And here, here's another reason why this is same reason, but just to, uh, uh you know, further, uh, elaborate on that the delivery guy, the guy that's delivering your refrigerator in these towns, these vacation style towns, uh, it's extremely rare that he sees anybody. 
unless it's maybe like a handyman from the property management company that happens to be there for some other reason and doesn't care about that refrigerator job because the property manager is not going to show up. Uh, and, and the owner, if it is a self-managed property, which again is only like a 15% chance, they're in Arizona. They're not going to come in for a refrigerator. So the, these guys very rarely see anybody. And the, here's the truth of the matter. Over time, doing your job, having zero supervision, as with any job, these people kind of start to slack a little bit and <laughs> nobody's checking up on them. Uh, so, you know, you did the right thing. They absolutely would have just left that dryer there uh, and tripping the breaker when it was really, I guarantee it was just, you were there. It was probably just the, one of the wires was, you know, one of the bolts wasn't tight or something. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you were, but it, here's the deal. When you get time for the guests, the guest comes in, your, your washing machine doesn't work. And you're like, man, or your dryer, I just bought a brand new dryer. How does it not work? Well, it wasn't installed properly. You know, it's little stuff like that. Now, of course, if you can't get there, there's other ways you could ask your, make, make sure your cleaner runs a cycle or something while she's there. Um, and, uh, and that kind of thing. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the more you can get, I got another guy, I got a floor guy. He's done three or four houses for me. And, uh, it's actually two guys. Uh, they have, uh, like I said, they've done three or four houses. I've met the real, the one guy in real life twice. Uh, he just happened to be there and I just happened to be there. And, you know, we, I was a human being. I was a real person. Cause they see these out of state area codes, et cetera. Um, and the other gentleman I've never met in real life. And I will tell you that the conversations I have still to this day, this is probably two, three year relationship at this point. Uh, the conversations I have with the, the gentleman that I have met in real life, they go way better than the conversations that I have with the guy that I've met. I've, Cause I'm not a, I'm not a real person. I'm just a, a figure that lives in some other state and has all this money to buy a house and all this, you know? Uh, but when they meet you in real life and they realize you're just a regular guy, um, the, the relationship goes a lot better. If you can, if you know, of course we are preaching, you can do this from a distance. That's the whole point. Um, but uh, if you can get there by all means. Yeah. I think it's important to get down there after you close, figure out what needs to be done, get as much as a, done as you can and then meet people in person so that you can call on, we, you know, we had, we had to do the landscaping. So we had all the pine straw we had to lay down and, we called a number of landscaping companies and they came out one of them and did the front first. And I got a good relationship with the guy. And then he did the rest of the house, took down some trees, but you know, he was fair and reasonable because to your point, Luke, I, you know, I met the guy in person, you know, I wasn't just a name on the, on the other side of the phone or somebody who lives in Minnesota and not Florida and not a local, et cetera, but he knew me in person. So I think it's critical. And then we met the neighbors. There's a, a long-term uh, guy across the street who's a builder. He keeps an eye on the house for us. He, you know, he, it's his vacation home, but he's there, you know, six months out of the year and he'll text me or call me when anything's going wrong or when, when the guests are, are being crazy or, or whatever, you know, so building relationships in the market is, is so critical. And, you know, you have to do that in person. In and, my you said, and you said you have another short-term shopper across the street, right? Uh, yeah, we have him. a, yeah, we've got a short-term shopper right across the street next to next to him, and she's killing it, man. Okay, she's cool. killing it. How do you yeah. know that? You how did you reach out to her? It, it was through the Facebook group, your you oh, know, your okay. short-term shop buyers club. Yeah, oh, it just kind of happened. You just it you, happened, she, man. Okay, um, yeah. with the and the enemy method, of course. I yeah. found out. Yeah, that's that's how it all began. Right. 
Yeah, and you got to be careful with that a little bit because if you're going around sending messages to other hosts, they could flag you uh, as spam, and then next thing you know, Airbnb is booting you. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I always reach out to my neighbors and say, hey, I just bought this house. Uh, nice to meet you, you know. And some of them I talk to, you know, still long, like long term. Um, so how did you find your cleaner on the on the beach house? We we got your list. Uh, we talked to some of the other uh, property owners around in the market. We interviewed my wife did uh, two different cleaners, actually, and found a solid one that that uh, we ended up going with. Price points quite a bit different from the beach to uh, mm. Severeville from a cleaning perspective. But, hey, you know, um, you can charge more there. Um, so it all is a wash in the end. But yeah, same process. Interviewed a number of folks and and uh, ended up going with the one that uh, my wife felt most comfortable with. Have you needed to find any other sort of uh, merchants, uh, you know, people that trades people to do things for you in the beach market? No, not yet. I mean, the landscaper, yes. Uh, we we're looking at the flooring. So it is it is uh, old vinyl flooring um, that throughout the whole property we'll, we'll look to replace that. So I've interviewed a few um a, a few flooring folks but it it doesn't need it today uh we're going to get through this year and then probably replace it towards the end of next year maybe we'll do it maybe we won't you know we did the cabin maybe we'll do this one not 100 percent sure but we've interviewed a few folks there and then i've got connections with nap the realtor um who who works with the short-term shop obviously so he's got a few folks that we've utilized uh, as well from a handyman perspective so i've been I've got to a this few home and i gotta tell you just to make this even more confusing and difficult for uh if a noob ha happens to be listening i don't think i would change the flooring that being said it's not mine if it was mine i would probably feel the same way because you you've <laughs> scrutinized this flooring and and you know analyzed it and you maybe don't like the color i actually kind of do like the color yeah. uh, so i i personally Again, without having gotten on my hands and knees, I, I think I would let it ride. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, we'll let it ride. It's it's white, which is cool because you can't see the sand, right? And uh, it, it, we like we like the color, um, but it's it's old. I mean, but hey, we're gonna let it ride through the season and see what happens. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, well, listen, Aaron, you're wonderful. Uh, on our way out, uh, do you have a book for me that you a good book that you have read recently that you would like to recommend? You know, I, I there's a few. I, you More know, than I one would... is absolutely welcome. I know you're yeah, a big cool, book guy, cool. so bring them on. Bring all of them. Yeah, you know, uh, we've read quite a few of the same ones. It's good talking with you on runs about books. I, I would say The Wealthy Gardener is, is uh, at the top of the list, man. Solid, solid book. Long read. Uh, really has a bunch of insights. And then uh, The Power of One More by Ed Millett is a, is a solid book that that I've recently read. And it's really about going the extra mile. Just do one more, right? And, and uh, it's a bit... <laughs> my wife's already looking at more properties now it's like it's a bit um it's a bit of an addiction right so we'll get one more get one more but i i think you know for for me that that book has been has been they both are really solid and of course you got rich dad that really opens up the door for everybody however one more you did turn me on to his podcast i have not uh checked out his book um so i will uh I will, uh, I will do that. Well, listen, and also awesome. wealthy gardener and, uh, your name is gardener. So maybe there's a tie. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. right. All right. Killer man. Well, listen, um, uh, thank you so much for coming on and, uh, and, uh, maybe we'll have you on again, another co-hosting experience. And, uh, and I really appreciate your stories and, and can't thank you enough. Hey, thank you, Luke. Thanks for opening up the door, man. I, I love what you're doing. You guys have a wonderful organization and man, you've been so helpful. 
and uh, and getting us to where we we uh, are today. And you know, the hesitation initially: can we really do this? I mean, you you really you really helped erase that that doubt, man. So well, thank wonderful. You. Listen to you. That thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to need to get your address so I can send you yeah, uh, right. send you the appropriate gift now. But uh, anyway. <laughs> Luke and Aaron for the uh, for short-term rental management saying don't overthink it.